Welcome to the Cashflow is Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Jocelyn Chong, business coach with Sit to Seguai. Here you will learn from entrepreneurs or side hustlers about their business journey, how they overcome their challenges to be a successful entrepreneur today. So, let's get started. Welcome everyone back to Cashflow is Confidence podcast. I hope that you have had a fantastic week and that today I have a special guest. My guest is Eliza Smith. She loves numbers and she's an accountant as well. So you get to hear about love for numbers and get to learn about numbers. So sit back, enjoy, and let's have some fun. So I'm so pleased and delighted to welcome Eliza Smith. Tell us who you are and why you love numbers. Uh, thank you, Jocelyn, and welcome listeners. Um, I'm very excited to be here. Jocelyn and I have been associates now for six, seven months, and it's been such a pleasure to work, and uh, it's so nice to be here. So I've been an accountant for 12 years. I've been working in the accounting industry for actually 15 years. I started out as my career as a junior cadet, so I started in admin and worked my way through the accounting industry. Um, my focus has always been on business services, so helping businesses grow, startups, entrepreneurs, setting them on the right path, making sure businesses thrive and succeed because that's what makes me thrive and makes me happy. And my goal in life is always to help the business owner. A little bit about me apart from accounting, um, I'm a country girl. So I moved to Melbourne about 15 years ago for uni and my career. Um, I love Melbourne. I love the vibe. I love the city. I love eating out, discovering new places, the culture. But in part of me is always going to be back in the country and, you know, spending weekends away and going back and seeing all my loved ones. I'm a client manager at Rubik's Business Accountants and we are based in the city, but we are not just restricted to the city. We are actually all over Victoria as well as interstate. So we do often do trips to Sydney and Brisbane and Adelaide and see our clients and spend time with them. And, you know, one good, good thing about COVID recently has been Zoom. So we've been doing lots of Zoom meetings and probably having more contact with our interstate clients that we don't normally have. Rubix is a small boutique firm. We've got 15 staff um, and we are predominantly business services. We also do have a wealth management arm and an advisory arm, which I'm a part of establishing, which is very exciting. And we are all about businesses and helping them grow and helping them succeed. So that's a little bit about me. Wow, that's amazing. So you know what? Accounting can't be boring when you can do that, you know, across the country and that with Eliza, she has, you know, such a great journey, 15 years in accounting and a little bit about my accounting history. So I did accounting in uni as well. And I had the privilege of working with Ernst Young, which is a multinational accounting firm globally. And I was working in the advisory and auditing team. So it was really good to learn about all the income statements, balance sheet, and mainly I was focusing a lot on corporate accounting. Today, with the work that Eliza is talking about, she talks a lot more from a financial accounting perspective and also personal accounting and tax accounting. So there's so many facets across accounting and accounting is not just debit and credit. There's many sides to accounting as well. So today we are going to dig a little bit deeper and tell you the fun part of accounting. So I hope that it gives you a bit more insight that accounting wasn't as boring as your maths teacher used to tell you. In, uh, and I hope that, you know, if you've got any questions about accounting, 
going forward, you know where to find us because Eliza is going to actually help you if you want to reach out to her because I'm going to actually post her details on the show notes and then we can take it from there. So that is a great starting point. And I'm going to ask Eliza, why accounting as a profession? Because you know, knowing that we do an accounting degree, we don't have to always settle in accounting as a profession. But with Eliza, what made you choose accounting? That's a really good question. And it's, uh, it was, as you were saying before, it was part of it was a love of numbers. My dad is actually an accountant as well. And we have a little bit of rivalry. He's a CPA, I'm a CA. He's always been in industry, not-for-profit accounting, whereas I've been in business services and public practice. So we are two very different people, but I guess, you know, I saw him working when I was growing up and, you know, my love of numbers kind of led me to it. It's also about helping people and, you know, helping business owners because not everyone understands numbers and not everyone has to. Your passion's got to be your business and you rely on people to help you grow that business and your accountant is one of those people and they're the ones that will tell you what your your numbers mean and what it means and, you know, what it shows for growth. And watching them grow. So, you know, I have clients that came to me that started out as an entrepreneur and had, you know, their own sole trader business and turning over 5,000 for the first month to now turning over multi-million dollar businesses. And, you know, having businesses gone, going from a shoebox to a spreadsheet to now on zero or mild or what accounting software you use and watching people grow and watching their business grow and, There's nothing like helping people and watching their expression when you tell them, you know, their profit or that they're making money and that they've reached their goals. And that feeling is what, why I love accounting. Um, It's problem solving and getting the best out of any situation. It's not just, you know, as you said, debits and credits and adding and subtracting numbers. It's what do these numbers mean? What does it show? And how can I improve based on these numbers? So it's the problem solving. It's putting the pieces of the jigsaw together. But at the end of the day, it is just helping people and helping people grow and, you know, join that with my love of numbers. And I think that that's why I'm an accountant so, and why I'm in business services. So that was my choice. Amazing, amazing. Now you get to hear from a true accountant why she likes accounting. I love the part where she talks about sole trader. And as you know, you know, there's so many early stage entrepreneurs who are starting a lot of their businesses post COVID-19 and anyone who needs to start a business will start somewhere and you would have transactions in your accounts, in your credit cards, in your business transaction statements. And that's where the magic comes in, where we can help you categorize them accordingly so that you know where to place each category and that report them accordingly so that you know where your numbers is leading you towards. And with the goal that we can make you grow your wealth and grow your wealth in line with the right methods that is safe and that you can move forward knowing where your numbers are with clarity and that you can grow exponentially once you know your numbers intimately. So don't worry if you don't have an accounting degree because that's where you can outsource this component to an expert, to someone who's qualified to look after your accounting component in your business. You will always need to hire someone in order to be able to report on your accounting requirements and also your tax purpose component as well. Myself, I've got someone who's looking after my accounting component so that I can submit my best on a regular basis, so that I know where my transactions are, so that I know that I'm reporting on a profit component every single year 
although I have an accounting background, I still hire someone because I know that it is so important to engage in professional services to really get the most out of where your passion is and that way you can get support. And when you work with someone who's an accountant, they're part of your team. They're part of your advisory board. And that's where you get good quality advice to really thrive in your business. So I hope that our listeners really, really have had someone who you have engaged either as a bookkeeper or as an accountant to help you with that. If not, you know where to find us. So that's really wonderful. The other part that was really cool around um, Eliza's story was that Eliza had been inspired to do accounting because her father is someone who's qualified in accounting as well. Whereas I'll tell you my side of the story. Why I'm inspired to do accounting? I wasn't inspired to do accounting. The truth of my story is that in Malaysia, where I come from, when we actually progress into tertiary education, it's quite boring. So culturally in Asia, we are categorized in three components, which is quite narrow-minded, but the smartest will be doing medicine. If you're a guy, you're encouraged to do engineering. And if you're a girl, you're encouraged to do accounting. And that's how this segment all us, which is, you know, I hope that there's so many other disciplines that is equally as important that we need to explore in our education and our disciplines of studies as well. But I was actually female, so my mom whispered to me one day and said, look, you know what, when you go to uni, ideally you take an accounting course, which is where, you know, all the girls does accounting, it's safe, it gets you the numbers, it gets you somewhere. So that was my drive of accounting. Accounting wasn't my first choice, and I'll be honest. <laughs> so I hope that, yeah, you know, if you choose to do accounting, choose it from a place that you have a real passion and I would hope that that would help you turn your passion into a joy at work as well, like how Eliza is doing in her role as an accountant. Eliza, so I'd like to hear from you. If you had five things to talk about accounting for early stage entrepreneurs, what would be the five things that you think it would be ideal for them to take away from this podcast episode? Absolutely. And I think the first thing is probably to find your accountant that you feel comfortable with and get them to give you the right advice. You can read whatever you can on Google and, you know, speak to people and people are always there to give you advice, but find that person and that accountant to give you the right advice. And as I said before, it might be starting off as a sole trader. You don't have to straight away become a company and become incorporated or some fancy structure that you don't need. Speak to someone that will give you the right advice for you. Accounting is not cookie cutter. Business is not cookie cutter. It's always got to be tailor-made. So my first advice and first tip is always to find an accountant that will give you that best advice and help you along that journey. My second one is that accounting is just not tax. A lot of people put accountants and tax in the same boat. And Jocelyn, I'm sure you've also met people that are like, oh, you've got an accounting background. You can do my tax return and things like that. It's not. And looking at your numbers is not just for tax. Your numbers are performance related. It, those numbers tell so many stories, not just how much tax you have to pay or what refund you're getting. It's your numbers and that's your performance. So just understand that when we talk about accounting, we're not just talking about tax. We are actually talking about the numbers and your bottom line. Tax is a separate matter and that can be done by 
myself or another tax advisor, but if you're looking at your numbers, it's based on purely performance and not tax. The next one is that you don't have to be a numbers person. You don't have to be good at maths. You don't have to, you know, be able to add or subtract. That is what your accountant is there for you. Your numbers are for you to have a read and a basic understanding, but it doesn't have to be your passion. And as you said, you need that advisory board. You need those people to advise you. It would be the same as me going, oh, my client needs legal advice. I wouldn't dare give it to them because I can't, because I don't understand it. It's not my area. But if you are good at a certain trade or, you know, you're becoming your own entrepreneur, focus on that and have that person there to understand your numbers for you. Any good business accountant would would be more than happy to sit there and explain what every single line item means for you, but you don't need to understand your numbers because that's when mistakes can be made and you might think that you can do it all, but to be able to run your business, rely on your advisory board. One of the big things also is to, the number four, is to know the difference between cash and your profit. They are two very different things. The cash in your bank is not sometimes your profit and it is probably one of the most common business questions. And Jocelyn, I know you and I were having a conversation about this the other day. The cash in the bank is the excess that you have from your sales less any any expenses that you've paid. Your profit is that, but also other items as such as interest on your bank account or depreciation on items that you've made or government incentives that you've received cash for. Knowing the difference between what you is in your bank account and what you can spend, knowing what your bottom line is, is probably one of the integral parts. Um, a lot of people go to me, oh, you're telling me that I've made 50,000 profit, but I've only got 5,000 in the bank. Where's my money gone? And it's like, well, it is on buying assets or, you know, loaning money or things like paying, repaying debt. It doesn't mean the same thing. And understanding that is probably one of the easiest things to help your businesses grow. And number five is you don't have to be fancy at the start. You're an entrepreneur. You're a startup. Make it basic. If you're coming in and you're starting business, set up a spreadsheet. You don't, you know, if you don't have that many transactions, as you said, Jocelyn, have a well set out spreadsheet and the columns and then allocate the transactions accordingly. And then as you grow, then you can get fancy with your accounting software because it will make your accountants and bookkeepers life a little bit easier. But let them set it up for you because I know people are starting out and they can have, you know, accounting software is one of the best and especially cloud-based is one of the best inventions coming around. But you don't have to rely on it if you don't have that many transactions to start with. And then probably with that, and the first thing is make sure you set up a separate bank account. So there's a probably five and a half tips. First thing to do is set up a separate bank account, especially if you are a sole trader, because you want to keep it easy for yourself. You want the money coming in and out of that bank account to be for that business and not yourself. And if you are a sole trader, just transfer money as a wage for yourself and live off that. But always set up a separate bank account because it makes it easier. It's less messy and you can be that more organized. Awesome. I'm going to actually summarize that. Just to recap what Eliza has talked about is number one, make sure you find someone that you can work with as your accountant and that they can give you tailored advice because every industry is different. Every category of your line item in your transactions are different. So it's important that you are very clear around working with your accountant on what suits you, what is tailored towards your type of business. The second one is there's a difference between accounting and tax accounting. 
Therefore, don't be confused with both as one. Ensure that your accounting is your performance, but taxes is just purely to pay out of what the rules of tax requires you in your own country. The third point is don't have to be good in numbers. Like you don't have to know numbers inside out and all the formulas that you learn in school. And just because you don't like numbers doesn't mean you don't need to know what the numbers represent. So it's important that you get a good understanding of how the numbers mean as a form of story for your business. Because the more story you know, the more confidence you're going to get as a result of understanding what those numbers mean for your business. The fourth one is cash flow is very different from your profit, right? So if you got something in your account today and you got cash in your accountant account, it doesn't represent your profit. Therefore, it's important to understand the difference. And one day we'll come back and actually talk about what the difference is with income statement versus your balance sheet. So we'll talk about that on a separate uh, episode because I think it's really important to educate you all um, in the most simplest and fun way so that we can all be more confident around how we understand those two key items. The fifth one is that keep things simple. Make sure that you record all your taxes, all your receipts, and use software to do that because there's so many software at the moment that's available to help you record everything in the most simplest way. And I use QuickBooks and I've got an app. So anything that I transact, I just go into my app and everything is captured there. And that when you see your accountant at the end of every single quarter or however often you meet your accountant, you know that it is going to be so easy to have conversation and you don't have to pull out and do more work trying to understand where is what, right? So let's keep it simple and let's start at a very early stage so that the sooner you start that, the easier you are going to really run your business. And the sixth point that I also want to add that Eliza has brought up was really, really important. Make sure that you have different bank accounts for your business. What I mean by that is that you need to have account to put aside the tax payment that you will need to pay at the end of the year. You need to understand that you have an operating expense account. You need to have an account that is purely for your own personal finance and also for your business. So anything that comes from your business sales, make sure that it goes into your business account so that there is no confusion. Clarity is going to give you far more confidence and it is going to give you a lot, a lot of strength and understanding that when you meet your accountant at the end of the year, you will not have to spend hours trying to dissect every single part of the transaction. I can tell you it's not fun to do that. So start now with creating different bank accounts. It doesn't cost you anything more to do that. A lot of banks allow you to create accounts at a very, very cost-effective method. I work in banks and I used to create accounts for different small businesses. So the sooner you get that organized, the easier it is for you to run a thriving business. So I hope those five points is going to really, really help to give you more confidence around how you run your business. The 
this point that I'd like to ask Eliza to really, really talk about numbers and how to make numbers playful fun, right? If you can give us some tips and tricks so that it is not overwhelming or is something that we're like, oh no, that's in the hot <laughs> basket. How can we make that so easy for our business, either as a sole trader or someone in the early stage of entrepreneurship? Absolutely. And as you said, yes, you know, numbers people glaze over and you have conversations and you know, especially if we, we use too much accounting terminology, they, they kind of tune out. But um, numbers are fun. It's knowing where those numbers come from. It's not what you have to pay at the end of the day, but it's what's driven those numbers. And it's, you know, it's basic things. And it's also about just, as, as we said before, taking it back to basics. One sale brings you $500 or $1,000 or a million dollars, knowing that your hard work and your services or your goods are being paid for and people enjoy them is that's how you enjoy the numbers and getting to know them and knowing where the source is. It's the excitement, you know, I see sole traders that make their first sale and I, you know, I see on Instagram small businesses and their reactions about making first sales and their excitement and that's that's where those numbers are and that's where the, those sales figures come from is people paying for you, you and your goods. And I think just knowing what becomes behind those numbers is going to give you that little bit more of an understanding. Also looking about what you're spending money on. You know, I know when I look at my bank account and I might see some shopping and some Uber Eats and things like that, but then I know, you know, again, it's if you've spent money to, you know, grow your business and to make more money, that's your understanding. And a good account and what I like to do is make sure that my clients understand those numbers, not just, you know, numbers on a balance sheet and profit and a loss, but where they actually come from. And as we said before, if you have an accounting system, whether it is an old-fashioned cash book or a spreadsheet or a QuickBooks or a Zero, you can see those numbers and you can see the transactions. And it's it's not how they're treated, but it's what you're spending money on or what you're receiving money. And Make your numbers fun, you know, make your reports look pretty, you know, make your invoices, have an amazing logo, have colours that represent different things, make it fun. But if you just have a basic understanding of how you got those numbers and where you've got them from, rather than what does this mean for my business, it's it's just going back to behind your business and what makes you grow. And I think knowing that basic understanding and making it fun, you know, I have clients that if they have a, an invoice with a beautiful coloured logo, then that makes them happy or their reports are colourful or I draw whiteboard figures and we, you know, we do things like that. No one really wants to see my drawing because I'm not very creative, but being able to re- represent in your numbers that you will understand is how you make it fun. Oh, and treat yourself, and, yeah, and treat yourself with your numbers. If you have made sales and you have made, you know, give yourself a bonus, buy something new, Buy something for your business. You know, be proud of what you've done. And that that's my understanding of numbers. Uh, it's so good tips there. You know, celebrate, you know, when you do well and when you see the sales coming through. You know, numbers also, in my previous life, I was working as a financial advisor. So I see a lot of statements coming through and we collate them and we watch them for the last, you know, three or four years to understand the trends and the behavior of the customer coming through. And where I used to really engage my clients around is really color coordinate your numbers. I know that I use this, but this is so basic. But anything that comes in from an income perspective are green. Anything that goes out are red because, 
if the bottom line is more red than green, then it is something that is going to encourage you to do what you need to do, which means you are actually spending more than you earned. Ideally, in a wise way of managing your finances, you actually spend less than you earn. So a couple of tips there is that, you know, spend less than you earn, understand your trends, understand your habits. I'm guilty of this over COVID-19. I love to actually have smoothie every so often and it costs me more. And as much as it's $12 a day, it doesn't seem a lot. But every transaction, when I'm actually looking at that in a credit card, I'm becoming more aware that, hey, that's a trend. That's a habit that I probably can reduce that because that's important to make sure that you have fun, you enjoy your lifestyle, but also how to actually manage your lifestyle based on like, not drinking smoothies all the time, but maybe having it once a week. So that was something that I can observe a trend in. The other area that I do want to point out as well is don't get caught by a lot of, you know, spending habits now like after pay or, you know, using your credit card excessively because those things are going to really hurt your numbers in the long term if you don't clear them in a smart way. And that in other podcast episode that I had, I am teaching about the seven key financial success habits. So make sure that you listen to the other podcasts that I am publishing. That is really important around having the right financial success habits because those are the basics. And once you apply those basics, you know, the rest of the numbers, you will find so much delight working with them because they are going to be a joy. And you will find that money energy just comes to you. It is going to be such a magnet to you because when you know how to use numbers and you develop a real relationship with numbers, it's going to actually be so healthy for you to do business and that's where your business is going to grow, flourish, thrive and that you're going to excel as a person as well. So thank you so much listeners for listening to you know this segment of accounting 101 because i hope that it gives you a bit more insight and help you remove that overwhelm about accounting about numbers and that eliza has done a wonderful job making it so simple and making it so easy to listen and follow as well so i hope that you've taken a lot out of this and feel free to really comment and let either one of us know how we can help you more around numbers. That's our passion. We want to see you really excel and we want to see you thrive and make lots and lots of abundance and wealth out of numbers. So thank you, Eliza, for thank you, your Jocelyn. wisdom today. And we <laughs> thank you to hear from everyone else from the comments. And thank you again for tuning in. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Cashflow is Confidence podcast. We really enjoyed talking about business, life as an entrepreneur and fun activities beyond work. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would be so grateful that you can share this with your friends, family and business network. Make sure to visit us on our social media channels so we can hang out together. See you in the next episode. Bye for now. Bye.